Hello, my friends. Welcome back to Breakfast with Sergio. We are here again with Jaime Guzman, who is an attorney at law here in Chicago, who he's helping us breaking down the copyright law in easy to understand terms for us here at Breakfast with Sergio, friends. Uh, super happy to have you back again, Jaime. Hey, good morning. Thank you again for having me. Of course, of course. And we are on a series where we are, you know, breaking down the law. And today we're going to talk about can I borrow from other arts? A typical a case of appropriation where the artist sometimes, you know, we are inspired by something externally. Uh, let's say you get a magazine, a newspaper, you want to cut something out, stick it in your artwork. That's an example. Or, you know, now it's so easy with the web, you go and you search for something you maybe want to, may want to make, uh, and you use that photograph who came from who knows where, and you use it as, you know, to copy it for your art. You know, there's so many ways in which artists are using images. So, uh, Jaime, if you can help us kind of break that down a little bit and uh, tell us, can I borrow art from other sources? Absolutely. So uh, this falls into the category of, of what are known as derivative works, right? Okay. And uh, derivative works, uh, for the most part, what they are is they're, they're things that are created that are inspired by other things, right? other pieces of art, other works. And what, what they end up doing is they end up taking just enough of it to then create something new. And then that new thing is copyright, co copyrightable and it's copyright protected. Okay? okay. Why? If you recall from our first episode, the constitution mm -hmm. does not want to stifle innovation and creation. Right, we want right. to make sure that we have a system that protects original art pieces of art, but at the mm -hmm. same time allows other people to create newer pieces of art, right. in, even if they're inspired by those original pieces of work, right? Mm -hmm. So what ends up happening a lot is people, we get, artists get inspired by different things, right? And right. sometimes those things are, are, are other art pieces of art and other works. And there's a there's sort of a line that we can't cross though, okay. right? There's there's only so much we can borrow and so much we can take before we're infringing on the original piece of art. Okay. okay? Um, the there's a few sort of uh, guides gu guidelines as to how to approach this, and one of the things is if you're creating a derivative work. You want to make sure that it's it's definitely distinguishable from the thing you're borrowing from, right? And, and why is that important? It's important because if if you created a derivative work and you're accused of infringement, uh, one of the things that the court's going to look at is, well, are you taking from the sort of total concept and feel of the original work? Hmm. What does that mean? That means, are you grabbing from the heart and soul of the artwork, <laughs> right? Okay. Are you are are you are you tapping into what it is that that makes it attractive, mm -hmm. right? And so, if you're borrowing from the main part of it that people are gravitating towards, and that's the reason why they recognize that original work, you're very likely going in a direction where you're committing an infringement. Mm -hmm. Okay, what you want to do is borrow mm -hmm. just enough to sort of create a whole new thing that mm -hmm. within itself become creates its own identity and you're not necessarily trying to borrow or take the identity from the original piece of work mm. right um there's and, been and, a, 
And I'm sure right. sometimes there might be a gray line to, I mean, it's, it's not a hard line that, you know, right now and now you are or you are not, you know, I, I assume there's right there because gray it also, area. That's right. And it varies by medium. It varies on the approach, right? Um, mm -hmm. I, uh, one of the examples that we have for this sort of thing is that uh, uh, there was a uh, uh, a photographer that took a picture of a, of a basketball player, uh, a professional basketball player. And what he did was he eventually sold it to a, a magazine. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so the, the, the magazine paid him some money to be able to use the photograph. Mm -hmm. And what they did uh, was they put it out, they put it out in a, in a full page spread. Mm -hmm. um, but then what ended up happening a couple of years later is that he was driving down the road. And he looked up and he saw on a bill, he saw a, a beer billboard sign, right? Uh -huh. And what it was is it was a portion of the photograph that he took of the basketball player. Um, the bas the picture of the basketball player, the original one, was from his head uh -huh. to to about uh, mid thigh. Okay. And what he saw in the billboard though was a picture of the basketball player's neck to mid thigh so you couldn't okay. see the face anymore but he recognized uh, the body <laughs> right but he but he recognized the body because the the, the basketball player was wearing uh, uh very specific white clothes but also very specific jewelry he had on ah okay right it, it was very it, it was very distinguishable the uh the jewelry mm -hmm. and so what he so he looks up and he goes you know why is my why is my picture up there and nobody asked me for permission right to be able to mm -hmm. use this because what he did is he didn't sell the picture to the magazine Good right yeah. he gave them a, he gave them a license to be able to use the picture so they paid him some money to be able to do it right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so he's like you know what can I do about this yeah so he sues right and he goes through this process of trying to get his money because, you know, they owe him something for, for using it without his permission. That's reasonable to think. Mm -hmm. What ends up happening is the court decides that, you know, there are certain instances because we don't want to stifle creativity mm -hmm. that you should be able to borrow things. You should be able to take some of that to create something totally new. Mm. Okay. And in that case, because he had uh, the 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 beer company had taken just a portion of the picture, even though it was a big piece of the of the picture, uh -huh. and I mean a big piece. The only thing they left out um, okay. was the head, and the fact that uh, they they had uh, converted it into a, a black and white image as opposed to the color image that he originally put out. Um, and that's because they superimposed in color the beer and the logo and, you know, mm -hmm. you know, to show the contrast. I mean, right. you know, marketing people do that sort of thing. Yeah. And so he ended up losing that case, but that gave us the lesson of how much wow. can you take? And mm -hmm. that's because it depends on what it is that you're, you're, you're using it for mm -hmm. and how much mm -hmm. of it. In that case, the court decided that, well, He's borrowing a lot, but it's not borrowing enough to really take away from the original piece. One, because you can't identify the original. You can't identify the original, uh, uh, the original model, right? Because the basketball mm -hmm. player's head mm -hmm. isn't there. Mm -hmm. um, 
there's a lot that was done to modify the image in terms of the black and white and then in terms of the way it was sort of laid out for the design of the billboard and because of that that artist wasn't able to recover on that but that just goes to show how far these things can go Mm -hmm. And then that becomes its own copyright protected uh, uh, work because even advertisement, even advertisements are copyright protected. Mm -hmm. um, that was a lesson that, that here in this country we learned uh, back in the late 1800s, but back in the late 1800s uh, before, you know, uh, before most people were using, uh, you know, printing presses and there was things that were sort of hand painted and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, uh, even though there was people that are already doing a press, but there was people that were still hand painting advertisements. And well, yeah. to be fair, people still do it today. <laughs> right, you, right. You, you still see it at supermarkets that people are still hand painting the numbers and that sort of thing, you know? Right. Uh, but uh, back then, it, there was this case about a circus announcement, right? And the circus, the, the, the guy that designed the circus announcement had an issue with the printer. The printer, the printer that was originally hired to sort of to print the, the posters and the advertisements to, took it upon himself to print more copies and sell them because okay. it was a lovely piece of work. It wasn't just an advertisement. It was a beautiful piece of work that showed the, the trapeze artist and the different types yeah. of characters in the circus. Um, and so in that case, the, the, the artist did sue and, 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 and won, right? Um, mm -hmm. But again... This thing about derivative works, it, it really does depend on how much you're taking. One needs to be very careful on how much they're borrowing uh, because mm -hmm. you never know, um, especially when it comes to other mediums. I think in a photograph, you know, it's, you can borrow a little more mm -hmm. because there's less that's sort of original about it. Um, mm -hmm. Although um, the, the, our understanding of originality f comes from the fact that uh, there was once a picture taken of a subject and the photographer, as long as they, they told the subject what to wear, how to pose, uh, how to, how to sit, where to sit and that sort of thing. There was that, that was part of the assessment of whether it was original. Right. 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 And I think so the next the, episode we're going to talk about, uh, uh, yeah. what is copyrightable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so it, it's that kind of thing. Right. Uh, but at the end of the day, um, other mediums, especially paint, especially mm -hmm. painting and, and some of these other things, the more you borrow, the, the more careful you should be treading yeah, because be. the reality is those things, um, you can really delve into an analysis of wh whether or not you're grabbing into the heart and soul of the work. And if you right. are, you're likely going to be infringing on it. And then you're going to run into these issues where you're going to have to have a good defense yeah. for an infringement, which we'll talk about <laughs> later on. <laughs> awesome. Well, this is a really interesting topic, and I'm sure we can keep talking about this for this one for quite a bit. But I think that you, that you have given us some grounds for consideration, for ideas. You know, uh, you know, as you, my artist friends, as you are working in your production, things to keep in mind, especially now, you know, because we have the internet, so things just fly everywhere, right? Things just go in an instant. You know, they can be seen, can be borrowed, can be uh, shared. Uh, so fast and it's so easy. Uh, you, you can't you can't hide anymore from the world, right? Because everybody can see what you're doing. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And you know, there, there there was a time where uh -huh. um, where judges were the ones that were deciding whether something you know was taking from the heart and soul of things. And then, yeah. you know, thankfully over the over the decades, you know, uh, art proponents were like, you know, wait. 
what is it about you being a judge that qualifies you to say this is something that's been taken? How much has been taken, right? Um, and so what they've done is they went from um, judges like to take this approach called the ordinary person standard. Okay. And so to them, the or, to them, they they believe they can put themselves in the mindset of the ordinary person, mm-hmm. and 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 say, okay, this is what the ordinary person would see. They would see that there's so much similarity. We borrow too much. Okay. Well, luckily nowadays they bring in experts. They bring in people in the art yeah. world that can say, okay, they'll assess it based off technique, based off means, oh, based off a medium. This mm-hmm. is the difference between the two. And it's yeah. very likely that they did infringe or they didn't infringe. So thankfully, that's where we're at. That that people, <laughs> that uh, that we finally value people like you, Sergio, that that have been in this, understand it, know <laughs> art, know the artist community, and that can yeah. give us an objective opinion about where the art stands in comparison to one another. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, I think Again, once again, you have given us some great, great uh, insight, breaking the law down to understandable terms for all of us. Thank you so much for, for your time, Jaime. I know you're a busy man, and I know you got uh, things, to, things to do and keep working, keep chopping at the law. <laughs> so, my pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, Jaime. So, my friends, don't miss the next episode where we're, we're going to talk about can, uh, no, what is copyright protectable? What is uh, protectable? And so... What can I protect on the copyright law? So don't miss that episode. It's going to be awesome. Jaime, again, is going to help us out with that. And please share this episode with your friends. That's one way which you can help Jaime and I to be so happy today. If we see a lot of shares and you share it with your friends, tell other artists about it as well. So, you know, that we can all be informed and prepared uh, as we go in our art career. Thanks so much, Jaime. Until the next time, we'll Thank see you, you later. Thank you.